Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Pastor Danny Anderson, the lead pastor at Emmanuel Church. Hi, Danny. Hey, Rach. Hey, we are going to jump right in. This is actually a special edition of the podcast. Right now, um, the nation and the world are dealing with COVID-19, and Mm -hmm. we wanted to give you just a little insight onto how Pastor Danny is um, working through daily life and dealing with COVID. And so let's jump right in because there's some encouragement in here that people need as quickly as they can get it in this topsy-turvy world right now. How are you managing this? Well, it is good to be back, Rach. And I think this is such a critical critical time to speak to this issue. Mm -hmm. You know, people Mm -hmm. are um, trying to figure out life in the midst of this coronavirus outbreak and what what life looks like with mm-hmm. what the government is asking us to do and to stay home and yeah. trying to educate their kids uh, and keep a job. <clears throat> Some of us have lost our jobs. Yeah. Uh, we're concerned about the economy. Uh, we're concerned about the future. What does things look like? What's the new normal look like after this is over? Right. There's just a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear going on. I heard somebody say the other day, there are really two pandemics, one with COVID-19 and one with fear. Yeah. And they both spread really quick. They do. Uh, I'm not sure which one is spreading more right now, but they're both they're both out there. So yeah. just wanted to take uh, take some time and, and speak to this issue and uh, work through some things that, that are going through my mind and I think would be encouraging to our listeners. I think it will be too. And some of this you shared with our staff and I know that there was a lot of uh, weight lifting mm-hmm. off of the shoulders after we heard these. So um, let's jump right in. Yeah. I love your first point that you shared with us. Yeah, so one of the things that, and and this is what I'm doing personally, but also for our organization, we we lead a church. And and so one of the critical things that that people have to do, and I'm really trying to do this myself, is to respond instead of reacting. Okay, because that kind of sounds like the same thing. So it does. It does. uh, How? What's the difference between responding and reacting? So reacting is emotional. Mm -hmm. Reacting is something. It's knee jerk. Um, We can do it out of fear. We can. We do a lot of reacting in anger, Mm -hmm. and it's quick. And and oftentimes it's 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 hasty. It's sloppy reacting. Mm -hmm. But responding is non emotional. Responding is thoughtful. Responding is prayerful. Uh, responding takes longer, not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily take a lot longer, but there's more time involved when you respond. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. is because you're, you're, what you're doing is you're pressing pause to hear all of the information, yeah. to hear the data. And that's critical, uh, and especially where you're getting your data from. Yeah. Um, we can talk about that later. But, um, but when, you're, when you're reacting, you have a posture of, okay, let's, let's hear all that's going on. Let's hear what this person is mm-hmm. saying. Let's, maybe you turn to the CDC or maybe you turn to, to the World Health Organization and you're processing all the information. And then you're talking with a team. You're talking, mm-hmm. you know, personally, you're talking with your family, your spouse, your husband, your wife, or you're speaking like we do on our team. We yeah. get together on Tuesdays and we process the information that we've heard together right. and we debate it and talk it through. And then after we've processed the information, we make a decision. Right. That's way different from just knee-jerk reaction. There's actually, mm-hmm. in our world of, of church and church leaders, there are some pastors that as soon as this thing hit, they they laid off 20% of their staff oh. because of the fear of, oh my gosh, we're not going to be able to afford to pay people. And, and that, in my opinion, that was the, 
that was a, 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 yeah. a reaction yeah. instead of a response. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just just doing that personally and also organizationally really can save uh, save us from making a poor decision. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. w- you know, not again necessarily because I haven't said this yet, but I think that, uh, you know, you're not going to get all the decisions right in a crisis. Right, right. But if you take time and pray and think mm-hmm. and process, you can get a higher percentage right. And that will really save you some pain personally and organizationally. I think those two, learning the difference between those two and how you're going to navigate out of one or the other um, has been super helpful for our staff Mm -hmm. after hearing that. What's the next thing that you're working through? Okay, so this podcast is, you know, I'm a pastor, and so yeah. you know, this is there's faith is involved, and I know not all of our listeners are, are Christ followers sure, or attend sure. church, or, but I do, and so this is something that is absolutely critical for me during this time, the last three weeks, and that's to look to God mm-hmm. in faith. Mm-hmm. And so what I've been doing is like saying, okay, God, I see that that you are involved in this. Yeah. I see that your hand is involved in this. I I choose to believe that you have a plan through all of this. Mm-hmm. I choose to believe that in your sovereignty, you allow difficult things, evil things, um, natural disasters. You you allow those certain those things to happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. We live in a mm-hmm. we live in a broken world, and and so because I have chosen to see God in it, I can I have hope. Yeah. I have, I'm able to relax. I'm able to stay calm. I'm able to focus on what needs to happen in front of me because I believe God is good. I believe he has my best interests at heart. I believe he has a plan. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. his plan is not always my health or happiness or the world's health or happiness. Sometimes right. there's a higher plan. Mm-hmm. And so I choose to see God in the in, in the midst of this. And it really helps me emotionally to to not cave into to fear or discouragement or even depression. I think okay, I agree with that, but I do think that there's one thing that's really confusing for people who are Christ followers and who aren't, and that is we hear God is good and people will say yes all the time. But is he? Because if he were a good God, like would he even have allowed this pandemic? Mm-hmm. I mean, thousands, not hundreds, thousands of people are passing away, not mm-hmm. not even to mention who's sick or how it's how it's changing uh, the way people feel about even going outside. Yeah. So yeah. if he's a good God, then why is that? Why is he allowing that to happen? Sure. And that is a very real objection and a very real thought process that mm-hmm. many, many people have. What I would say to a person who has that posture or, or is thinking that way is, have, have you ever had something good come out of something bad? Mm. If you really think about that, I think every single person if they're honest, would answer the question, yeah, I, you know, I've had this, mm-hmm. this, this bad thing go down when I was a kid, but, you know, sure. something good came from it. You know, at least one time. And that reality is true for people of faith, and that reality is true for people who, who, are, who don't believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I choose to believe that God allows, you know, negative things, you know, natural disasters, things like a, a pandemic. Mm-hmm. He, he, he allows those things to happen and he always brings good from those things. Now, we might not be able to see what that good thing is right now. It might right. be years before we see what that good... But just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And in, in my right. sermon a couple of weeks ago, I talked about Joseph. You know, yes. and mm-hmm. His brothers betrayed him, sold him into slavery. Right. 
right? He was falsely accused of rape. But he chose to believe that even in the midst of these, you know, spending two years in jail, yeah. that something good was going to come, that God had a plan. And sure enough, in the end, he says those very words to his brothers years mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. when they come to him in Egypt, he says to them, guys, you intended to harm me. And mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. They did. They betrayed him. But God meant it for good to bring about this saving many people from this famine. Mm. And, and there it is. There, there, it's that Romans 8, 28 principle that God works everything together for the good of those who love God. He brings good from, from difficult times or from bad times, even from death. There's yeah. good things that come from that. And, and you've experienced that in your own life. I know I don't, you know, I don't want to force you to speak about it, but you know, you've lost a brother. Right. You yeah. have felt that pain. Yeah. And you can share some good that has come from that, I'm sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, well, even just processing through that and being able to, um, in like the position I'm in right now, connect with families from an empathetic standpoint where I can walk through it with them because the only way through grief is to feel your way all the mm. way through. And sometimes you want to stop and get off that train. And it's, it's so helpful to have someone with you to say, no, it, there is life, hope mm. on the other side and keep going, just keep going. And um, I don't, I know that I wouldn't have had that had I not lost my kid brother. I know that that wouldn't be mm. part of who I, who I am. I'm mm. a pretty driven person. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes just stopping to let people get on with me isn't, isn't always easy, but I will tell you that that empathy is the number one thing that losing Josh gave me. Let me ask you a question, turn it around, interview you for a second. (laughs) How many, since that has happened, how many families and people have you been able to encourage and bless because you've had that experience? Oh, it's countless. I would say that a season goes by that I don't have at least a couple of people uh, within the church, outside of the Mm. church, and process. It allowed me to have empathy for people who lose anything in their grief. Like if they are having a divorce, I have, I've never been divorced, but I have empathy for the loss mm-hmm. and the grief that they're suffering. When people um, lose their job and their careers blown up, you, when you can see that as grief, uh, it's countless. I can't even, I can't even put a number to it. Mm-hmm. God has used it over and over again mm-hmm. in the ministry that he allows me to do. So. so you see, even in that, you know, the, he brings good out of the difficulty, out of the mm-hmm. bad. So mm-hmm. uh, that's how I would respond to that objection. No, that's really good. That's good. Uh, what's the next uh, principle that you're applying to your life right now? This is huge. And it's just adaptability, just the ability to adapt to a new reality. That is what we all have to do personally, and that is what organizations have to do if they want to survive through this. Um, I was on a call recently with a bunch of pastors, Mm -hmm. and one of the pastors, uh, uh, his name is Kerry Newhoff, and he said these words. I thought it was fantastic. He said, crisis has a way of crumbling your systems or systems crumble under crisis. I can't remember exactly how he said it. So basically what he meant is all of the things that you are normally, that you use, all the systems you use to run your family or run your business, they're all out the window. I mean, think about educating a child and Mm -hmm. trying to work at home in the same space. (laughs) There are no more systems, right? (laughs) Uh, So, and here at church, like all of our systems, they're just gone. We used to pass buckets. You know, we used to gather in groups. We used to have, you know, small groups meet in homes with each other. Like we're we're just a physical location. All of our systems are built on physical locations and having people present. And, And they're just gone. 
Yeah. You know, so if we, if we don't adapt and say, okay, how do we continue to fulfill the mission? Because the mission stays the same. Right. How do we continue to fulfill the mission, but yet, you know, adapt to this new reality? And, and you've been leading the way, leading the charge and helping our staff to, to change all of our systems in order to continue to see people come to Christ and grow in Christ and fulfill our vision. And you probably share five examples right now off the top of your head how we've done that. Once well, you share, once you share, I'll tell what? you. I'll, well, even just kids, uh, kids ministry, our children's ministry, bringing it to them in um, ways like on YouTube and mm-hmm. on Facebook, and ways that they can connect with their parents while learning about Christ. But I will. This is a hard one mm-hmm. because we if you're a professional, you have made systems in your organization to help everyone run smoothly and on the same page. And the first two weeks of this, I was like, why am I so exhausted? I get it, but I was working the same number of hours. I get it that we're that there's a lot going on and that's it's emotionally draining. But when I boiled it down, the game changed and none of our systems worked. Mm. And not only did we have uh, people who were hurting that we were ministering to, we were behind the scenes building all new systems mm-hmm. real, real quick. Which is absolutely exhausting. That was, that <laughs> was. So if you're listening and you're doing that, man, my hat off to you. That's a hard job. But it is a principle you have to implement mm-hmm. to be able to navigate and thrive in this time. Mm-hmm. And that's to adapt. That's- yeah. So, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. I'm trying to do that personally. What Absolutely. does it look like now for me to you know, um, continue to spend time with God and to have a workout routine when the gym is shut down? Right. Or, well, it looks like I've got to adjust. Yeah. I've got to wake up earlier and then just so that, you know, the house isn't loud. And, yes. you know, I've got to work out in my basement. I've got to change my workout routine. So mm-hmm. I'm adapting my life to this new reality. And because of that, I'm able to continue to to stay encouraged and, and do the things that I need to do. There's a great quote, quote by Sir Richard Branson. He said, every success story is a tale of constant adaptation, revision, and change. Whew. I mean, you have, I mean, you just have to change and you have to be willing to say, okay, what is, what does it look like for us to continue to have a successful family or business in the midst of this new reality? And so I would just encourage people to adapt, adapt, adapt as much as they possibly can. There are companies right now that are, that used to make alcohol or perfume. They're now adapting and they're making hand sanitizer. Tesla, I just heard the other day, they make cars, they've, they've adapted and they're now making ventilators. Amazing. Those are the companies that are going to thrive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's your next principle for us? Yeah, so my next one is is basically to work on my mindset, you know, okay. my perspective, how I'm viewing this. That is such a critical piece to this. And my mindset really has been in the last couple of weeks, where's the opportunity? Yeah. Every crisis avails itself of opportunity. It right. doesn't it doesn't matter what the crisis is. Right. But you have to look for it. You know, yeah. there's a, there, and that is a mindset. Instead of focusing on all the things that we've lost, yeah, which is so easy to do. My wife and I, I had our whole family had a cruise scheduled, right? Canceled. Yep. You know, we could focus on that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. You know, we just yeah. we were going to go. My son's basketball team was was headed to the state championship. Yes, they were. You know, they won the regionals. They were going to go to semi state. They yes. had a chance to win the whole thing. All gone. All yeah. over. We could sit around and be like, oh man, what could have been? And I can't believe that. And they, right. these poor kids and boohoo, yeah, you know, and cry over it. Yeah. And everybody has lost something significant mm-hmm. through this. Some mm-hmm. of us have lost, lost family members. Right. And it's easy to keep the focus there. 
Yeah. And what I'm what I've been telling myself is mentally, no, I'm not. I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to say, God, where is the opportunity here? And because yeah. we've done that, not just me personally, but our organization, yeah, God has shown us opportunities for sure to step into. Now, if we were a business, we'd probably try to make hand sanitizer or probably try to you know step into the the, the new opportunity, the new business opportunities that are or that are availing themselves, or make some type of um, you know company that uh, that goes in and detoxes buildings or yes, something, you know, yeah. but, but that's not the business we're in, right. but there are business opportunities out there. If we were mm-hmm, investors, we'd mm-hmm. probably be looking at stocks and the stock market because everything's on sale right now. And it's a great opportunity to buy this or that, but we're not investors, right? right. We're, we're a church. So we've been saying, where are the opportunities to bless people? And yeah. oh my gosh, the opportunities are everywhere. Yeah. So yes. just, just recently, uh, we, we saw an opportunity. We called one of our partners down in Columbia and that Columbia is really struggling and people are struggling just to get food and water, mm-hmm. rice and mm-hmm. beans. Mm-hmm. And so we found out that for $10, a family can eat rice and beans and have water and oil and have toilet paper for $10 for an entire week. Mm. So we're like, man, let's go in, let's yeah. bless them. We sent them some, we had a donor step up and we sent them a check. They have been feeding not just their church, but their community. Oh, that's wonderful. That opportunity wasn't here two weeks ago. Right. So, but right. because we're looking for it, uh, you know, the mask, you know about this one, you know, there's a yeah. huge need for these N95 masks, type masks, yeah. huge shortage. Well, I was on a call and because I'm looking for opportunities, somebody mentioned that they ordered some, you know, from China. And so we jumped in and I said, mm-hmm. hey, we mm-hmm. want to do, we want to be a blessing. So our church jumped in and we ordered 10,000 of these masks and all 12 churches that were on the call ended up doing 200,000 masks. That's crazy. And uh, the first shipment has already come in. They've They've been shipped out to like 15, 16 different organizations, hospitals, fire That's departments. And, and, you know, it's because what we're doing is saying, where's the opportunity here? Yeah. And you can do that as an individual. Absolutely. We're a large organization, but you can definitely, I see so many people posting right now about how they're making masks for the hospitals and they're doing, and those 20 masks do make a big difference and mm-hmm. they are doing their part. So I think that question of what is the, what is the opportunity that is behind this crisis um, is huge for us to ask personally too. If you're involved in an organization, of course, ask your organization, but then you asking it too. We've seen more connectivity with our 60 plus uh, church attenders and them concerned about how can I bring tithe and how can I now tell me how to get this Facebook up and <laughs> the different things are our 80 year olds wanting us to help them. And then even them making sure that their friends and family that are in assisted living communities are able to stream uh, the the service each week, that's an opportunity that we never had before. Yeah, and they're bringing um, that kind of hope into those areas because that's their friends that are living in mm-hmm. there that yeah. they want to hear about. Christ and see them grow in Christ because they're not dead yet and they are they they do want that so so one of the things that that um, that occurred to me was that as I asked this question where's the opportunity mm-hmm. you know people today right now more than ever are are looking for hope yeah. they're looking for encouragement mm-hmm. so the op- the opportunity is to step in and meet that need absolutely so I've decided to do the midweek, you know, the midweek encouragement, Yep. EC midweek. Mm-hmm. People can check that out on YouTube. I didn't have to do that. Right. 
that's more work. That's another message for us, you know, for me, yep. you know, in the midst of everything that's going on to, to study and prep. But it's like, no, 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 this is an opportunity yeah. right here. People need an extra dose of encouragement from God's word, some they more do. perspective on what's going on. And if you just personally t- just ask that question, it shifts your focus. Yeah. And and now you're able to like, you know, just have have something exciting to sink your, sink your teeth into to mm-hmm. encourage people and to bless people, be part of the solution and to maybe reduce some of the fear or the angst that's going on in our world today. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. What's next? So yeah, this one this one is uh, one of my passion uh, passions is just to continue to practice self care, taking care of my my heart, my relationship mm-hmm. with God. Um, I I have just instead of losing track of that, I've pressed yeah. in harder. Mm. I've pressed in more, like seeking him and spending even more time in the Word in the morning and journaling, yeah. seeking to hear his voice. Um, because I need him now more than ever. Like we all right, do. <laughs> so, right. so instead of like letting my relationship with God kind of fizzle, it's like, oh man, there's so much stuff going on and so much bad things. Right. Like, no, 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 press in, press in. Let him, let him speak to your heart. Let him calm you. Be still and know that he is God. You know, mm-hmm. seek the mm-hmm. kingdom of God above all else. And so that's, that's the spiritual side of things. My mm-hmm. mind and my heart and uh, my emotions. Uh, but also the other part of self-care is, is physically. I've really been trying to watch my diet. Yeah. We're all at home right now. It's easy to just go to the cupboard and grab the chips or go to the fridge and grab the ice cream. Right, right. <laughs> right, and and uh, don't, you know, I'm really trying to say, you know, don't do that. Don't yeah. let go of your diet because you're at home or there's not, you can't go work out or whatever. No, you know, stick to it. Get right. that workout in. Go do that work. You know the 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 walk or the run outside or whatever it is or the bike ride, mm-hmm. um, and and just connect with friends. Like I've I've been connecting with my because we still need relationships. Yes, you know social yes. distancing doesn't mean we stop socializing. Right, 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 <laughs> it right. Just means you know. So I've been connecting with my small group more. Yeah. Than I used to. Yeah. You know, instead of going every other Friday, now we're doing every Friday Zoom calls, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I've got more Zoom calls. I've got one right after this, you know, <laughs> we're, you know, I'm yeah. connecting with people more now than yeah. I ever was, you know, and so it's like that we need that social interaction. So, and, and we're social creatures. We can't just we quit doing that. So, you know, the soul care piece is just such a, a huge thing that I, that has kept me positive, kept me energized and engaged. Well, and, and it goes back to the adapt um, that you gave us earlier, there are ways to do small group yes. to to still get to visit with your family members that are elderly. There's a, there's ways to do all of those things if you're willing to adapt yes. and take the time to figure learning out. Zoom or learning FaceTime yes. or Google Hangout or whatever. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's really good, and that's part of your self care too. But it also helps you reach out to others, mm-hmm. and that man, there isn't one person who doesn't need uh, to be encouraged right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And that's that's your that's your next one. That's yeah. Your next so, one. um, you know, I, I think of uh, the founder of Chick-fil-A, uh, Truett Cathy said one time, you know, he was asked, how do you know if somebody, you know, needs encouragement? And he said, if they're breathing. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it, that's true though. I mean, I got a call yesterday from Pastor Angel. Mm. He leads Exodo Church in Colombia. Yeah. And um, we we just have this incredible relationship. He's pretty much on staff. Right. You know, he right, was our right. first multi-site yeah, before he we really went multi-site. Was our international multi-site. And he he just called me yesterday and he, all he wanted to do was check on me. 
Oh. How are you doing? Yeah. How's your family? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm awesome. You know, thank you. I just, he said, well, yeah. I don't want to take much of your time. I just want to make sure you're doing good and, and we love you. And, and what can we do for you? How can I pray for you? And, and, uh, it was just like a five minute phone call. Yeah. From He's Columbia. a great encourager. Yeah. And I, he and really when he is. hung, when, when he hung up the phone, when I hung up the phone, I just, I, I was just like, man, I just, I felt loved yeah. by him yeah. that he would take the time to call me and encourage me. And, uh, and I have noticed the same thing. So m- my last point uh, is, is just be an encouragement to others. Right. And so what I've been trying to do, and I can't obviously do this for everybody, but I've just been trying to make a few phone calls each day to sit, just to check in on some yeah. people. How you doing? What's going on? Are you making mm-hmm. it through? I know you're quarantined. I know you're, pro- mm-hmm. you know, you, are you going nuts? You right. know, what are you doing right. to try to not go nuts? <laughs> right, exactly. And, and, you know, five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes later, the, here's, what has, here's what happens. I may have encouraged them. I hope I did. Mm-hmm. But I'm encouraged. Yeah. I, I'm like, my, my heart is lifted. And it's like, um, without even knowing it, I've encouraged myself by encouraging others. Here's, here's what Proverbs 12, verse 25 says. This is amazing. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't do it for that reason. It's like, oh man, I need to be encouraged. I'm going to go encourage somebody. Sure. I'm actually doing it for them. But on the back end of it, I get, I get paid. Yeah. I get paid with my spirit being lifted and I'm encouraged. Yeah. Um, and so, you, you know, you asked me, what are you doing to kind of stay on track through this yeah. crisis? I'm just trying to think, you know, who needs encouragement? That's great. You know, I got a text yesterday from one of our um, campus children's ministry leaders, Mariah, and she was like, I just had the best phone conversation with one of our Impact Team members, Al. She was on cloud nine. And it's been hard because she has been... Um, quarantine, quarantine, like Mm. away from the building, hasn't Mm -hmm. left her house in four weeks. And it just exploded her spirit to get to call and encourage him. And he flipped it right around and said, now, how are you doing? Mm. And that, and, and I've seen that over and over again right now, how we are, we are all in this with one another. Yeah. Very much so. And that encouragement that you reach out and give, I know you're not doing it for that reason, but it, it comes back it real does. quick to you. It, it comes really back does. real quick. And that's, that's a great thing to, um, when you're working through your day and you're, you're going to give an hour of your day to encouragement, boy, you, you've infused yourself with what it's going to take to get through the rest and mm. navigate. So I really appreciate that point. So if you were going to wrap up for today or you had any closing thoughts for us, where, where would you take us with those? So um, I've been reading some Stoic philosophy, and mm-hmm, I was turned mm-hmm. on to that by Ryan Holiday. Yeah. And you've read some of his stuff. Yeah. And, um, if you haven't read anything by Ryan Holiday, Ego is the Enemy, Obstacles yes. the Way, Stillness is the Key, those are the yep, three. Yep. Um, he he is basically writing from that posture or from that, uh, I don't know, historical perspective of Stoicism. Right. And he talks about Epictetus a lot and, yep. and uh, also Seneca. Well, one of the books that I picked up was by Epictetus, The Art of Living. And in this book, there's a fantastic thought. I'll read it. Okay. This is how I'd like to wrap it all up here. He says, happiness and freedom begin with a clear understanding of one principle. Some things are within our control 
and some things are not. Mm. It is only after you have faced up to this fundamental rule and learned to distinguish between what you can and can't control that inner tranquility and outer effectiveness become possible. Mm. So the six things that we just talked about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are all things that are within my control. Yeah. I can't control how fast the virus stops or spreads, or I can't control what the president does. I can't control, we just had a major storm here last night, can't control the weather, can't control. It's so easy to get focused or emotional about all the things that are outside of our control. And all that does is lead to frustration, anger, discouragement, depression. That's why I don't watch the news. Mm -hmm. It's like stuff's outside Mm -hmm. of my control. But it takes your heart, it takes your soul, it takes your emotion, takes you on a journey emotionally, mm-hmm. right? I can't control all that stuff. So what am I going to control? Well, I'm going to control my, my self-care, mm-hmm. my mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get the data, make responses instead of reactions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to control what I, who I can call today. Who can I email today? Mm-hmm. Those are, these are all things that are inside of my control. And I really believe if people would just realize that they need to take their attention and put it on the things that they can actually control. I think they would experience a lot more happiness, a lot more tranquility and peace, and they'd be a lot more focused and effective Mm. during this time. I totally agree. Thank you so much for putting those together for us and for bringing that to you're us welcome. today. I hope That's this is a blessing to our listeners. Wonderful, wonderful. And if you're listening and COVID-19 is affecting you in any way negatively, hey, listen to this again. Know that we are in this with you. Um, you can listen to uh, this podcast. You can share this podcast. And if you need a little extra encouragement, go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts. Find Pastor Danny on Twitter. You can get a little piece of his mind almost daily on Twitter. So get on there and, you know, we'd love for you to like this. We'd love for you to share it, but especially right now when you know that your friends and your family members, they're struggling. They need these six. They they really do. So take a moment, text this link to someone. If you want to find out anything about the books or quotes that Pastor Danny talked about, you can look at those in the show notes. We will be back with you very, very soon. Um, We uh, really hope you share this with a friend. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.